Yo, what is up? Uh, Mike, happy anniversary. Oh, same to you, Tim. Welcome. I to got the... you some lace. That's what you get, right? <laughs> is it lace for one year? I got your lace sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the fucking dab meat one year anniversary celebration. Uh, and we, we couldn't have two more appropriate guests than uh, Mr. Matt McCusker, Matt McCusker and the esteemed Wesley Rollins. Thank you, boys, for being with us. Thanks, bro. I mean, it's an honor. It, re- it it really is. I think that I think that wor- the, that phrase is over. Well, I I can't express how much of an honor and grateful I am to be here. Oh, dude. That, I mean, it's all it's all on our end. Uh, I, uh, you know, they say they say something like seventy five percent of all podcasts don't make a, a a year. They don't make it past a year. And here we are, dude. We're just hitting our stride. I feel like we're just getting started. And yep. uh, I feel like you two boys. <laughs> You 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 stood with us in the very beginning, and you you slapped our horse on the ass, and you just sent us off into the fucking the dry desert heat. And uh, man, I feel like we got a lot of momentum out of you boys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I was pumped up. It's always nice to see people just doing stuff. You know, there's so much stuff now that people are. Like, oh, my webcam. You're there's good. so much. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm just. I guess it's my normal. I'm just using my normal one. I, sorry, excuse me. Um, yeah, there's so much, uh, there's so many people who don't want to do stuff because they're like, well, you know, it's not this, it's not as good. I'm not a, that kind of person. Like just fucking do stuff and have fun. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But, Matt, that's I, all I, it I comes give, down to. Go ahead, Mike. Matt, I give you a lot of, like I, I've told you before, but I give you a lot of credit for just getting us going because without you even mentioning like, Hey, I, I heard you guys were going to do a podcast. Like I could have envisioned us just talking about it even till now and saying like, Oh, we should get that going sometime. But like mm. having, having someone just say it out loud was like, yeah, why shouldn't we do that? And then yeah, lo and behold, it's been the most fulfilling year of my life. So thank you. Yeah. I'm on a big potentiality kick right now when like, you know, there's a person, there's like the stuff they have currently going on, but then there's always a bunch of stuff they could be doing. And it's like, it's pretty crazy to think of all the stuff you haven't done just because of you know x y and z typically usually it's like well i don't want to get someone to like break my balls or i don't want to suck you mm-hmm. know or this or that but it's like you know it sucks because you could be doing a million different things did the, the training wheels came off i would say maybe about by about three months in actually i think it was the meeting at your house wets which really sent things in a whole fucking you know just just pedal to the mellow just really sent us in a direction that we couldn't come back from and at that point, it was just like, fuck it. Well, I'm just going to do everything I want to do. And hell yeah, man. And just itemizing, itemizing everything. And then having to, to rethink everything on the fly, considering the restrictions, um, which is one of the first things I wanted to talk about with you guys. I wanted to ask you, how have your goals changed um, since the year has progressed? Mm. Yeah, Matt, before Matt answers, I want to rudely uh, interrupt because I do feel like... Um, an enormous thank you. I mean, you guys are lumping me in the, in the category with Matt, but I, I don't deserve that spot. Um, I think I'm just guessing that all three of us, the only reason that we're even on this thing and doing the things that, that we're doing is, is solely because of Matt. Um, so that's cool. So thank you, brother. Yeah, Matt rules. Appreciate that, guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know, I'm fluff. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to say no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever, but yeah, yeah. I'm not here to yeah, fucking suck my own meat. Yes, you are, dude. You should. <laughs> Every once in a while, dude. Take just take a look down and give give yourself one. I would say I'm not I'm being 100 percent serious right now. At least once every fortnight, you should make an earnest attempt to suck your own meat. True, just you, one you, pump. 
you might never get there. But I mean, like, just get like, <laughs> just like over hyper, tear something, tear something in your abdomen trying to suck your own meat fortnightly. True. And just watch how it changes your perspective. <laughs> Dude, year two is all about su- if you're not trying to suck your own meat and failing. You're off the wagon, dude. You're off the trail. See you later. I don't, know if, I don't know if you guys know this, but at Urgent Care, they will remove up to two ribs for you. <laughs> it's elective, so your insurance might not cover it. But I might just give myself a quick pump. Just fucking just oh, one the, pump. Uh, the someone's about to see this two pump chubs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Dude, I'm telling you, dude. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's funny because it sounds like we're going kind of round robin, but it's like I was more or less kind of just kicking around uh space cowboy style and then like you know west same thing when he gave me the like you know here's how i set goals here's how i imagine and like a year coming up in all these different domains i did that and like dude, I, I i say it all the time i'm like the the level of effect that had for just like for shaping a thing that i was actually trying to pursue rather than just being like i don't know we're just coming up with like a million crack brain schemes that just kind of fall apart and be like no here's an actual thing that i've shaped and i'm going to try to make that happen it's like Dude, it's simplified so many things in my life. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, a quick recap. If there, awesome. I could imagine this not making sense to one or two people listening uh, of the four or five people listening. <laughs> uh, the, the, our magnum opus, a four hour episode called The Program uh, featured Matt and uh, Wes. It was originally only on our Patreon, which is uh, accessible for as little as a dollar a month. And then uh, we later on made it free. And it's four hours long. And it might seem... I mean, just looking at the runtime, it it might seem like a lot to get into, but recording it flew by. It was the breeziest oh, conversation yeah. of my entire life, um, and I say that as a cripplingly autistic, you know, uh, semi incel. And uh, the 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 whole the whole crux of it was, you know, the the whole point behind all of this is that you know the fact that I am a, and I speak for all of this, when I say I am a fat gay retard, that is no excuse for just, you know, uh, running in place and, and treading water in life. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we fuck around more often than not, but, uh, there is, there is a point to everything I do now. And, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm wasting time anymore. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was just, it feels great to be here. Uh, on the cusp of a, a new year uh, of doing this and to, uh, to have you guys back. Um, and, and just to, I, I was very interested in talking to you guys and seeing how, so we, we set up this entire process of uh, creating goals, almost like purposely finding something unimaginable to us that we, that we want for ourselves or, or just like breaking out of the, the monotony of, um, you know, a, a, a typical career path or, you know, a, a, your raise schedule. And Mm -hmm. just deciding what you want. And I, you know, as fucking gay as it all sounds, I'm very sorry. But the point is that we did it all and it it had a huge impact on me. And I've just, I I was, I've been dying to talk to you guys about how uh, 2020 shaped up for the general public and, and what that did to um, the goals that you set and uh, just your, your general process for um, making um, progress for yourself. Oh yeah. Well, I, I'm going to, to, uh, consistently throughout this episode, um, bow down to Matt. So I think he should always go before me um, and then I'll follow up. <laughs> well, no, that's ridiculous. Cause again, I, it was really your kind of framework that I adopted, but the, 
I mean, I, I will say, I, you know, I, I hate that because now I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'll jump in. But now I'm like, yeah, bow down. So I'll be struggling with that. <laughs> but the, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, this is the, um, so when I, when I first did that, you know, kind of like envisioning, you know, what's the next year going to bring and all these different domains that, you know, you do care about, but you don't consciously evaluate really ever. You're like, yeah, family is cool. Sounds good. And it's like, all right, what do you do for them? I don't know, wait till they call me for somebody's birthday and we like all stand there and like ask each other about work and then eat a lot of sugar and go home. You know, it's like, so like trying to like bring more of like a conscious uh, awareness to all these different domains. And like some of the domains you can go, ah, you know, like, man, I don't really care about that one that much. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be like forced to or like participate in it. But that's the thing I've been doing for the thing I've been researching a lot right now is how to kind of not just shape goals that are like, uh, societally program goals. Like, you know, like when I was in college, I was like, I need to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Just a number I heard. I was like, that'll solve all my problems. And, uh, you know, and it just, I just, I had jobs and I started making money and I was like, I don't know why I, I don't really care. You know, this is cool. I mean, I wasn't making a hundred thousand dollars, but I was just like, what the hell? Like this, I don't, I don't care about this. I, I got tricked into caring about this. You know, I don't know how. And so what I've been doing is trying to do like deep kind of values work and like look into the things that what do I actually 100% value? And then how can you turn those into like actionable, doable items? And uh, dude, that's been like, I've been loving doing that to the point where it's like, you know, you go through all the domains and then you come up with all the stuff that like, you know, here's the things I value, but I, you know, I kind of wasn't, I didn't really do much stuff in terms of like for my relationship and I should do this X, Y, and Z. And, you know, you just come up with like a really cool self-created to-do list that, you know, just makes your days full of stuff that you enjoy doing that are deeply meaningful to you personally, rather than just being like, yeah, another day, another dollar, fucking everyone's dickhead, blah, 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 blah. Matt, I love that uh, the typical like internet impression of you is to just say a bunch of uh, almost made up words pertaining to like a pseudoscience. But when you really (laughs) let Matt McCusker rip, it's as coherent and like focused as anybody you would ever talk to that was the struggle man that was like you know and it's funny too just i always tell people when they're like oh i want to do a podcast but like you know how do i get my numbers it's like just make sure you're coherent i i rocked like six months not being coherent at all so it's like some of your best (laughs) (laughs) it's like just try to be coherent you know and like doing it listening back to yourself reading writing all that stuff but yeah no it is funny you know it's a comedy podcast too so you like that you like to get the people laughing but yeah that's there i guess people sending me like i know you're some guy who just smokes weed in your basement all day but this you know they'll hit me with stuff like all right bro Oh, Matt, you couldn't be further uh, from the truth on this one. Like, All right, well. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it, it, it doesn't have to do with, uh, I, I think there's a, there's a thing with goal setting where it's kind of contrived as like shallow and robotically business-ish. And I, I was, I kind of thought that way when I was younger, but it's like, it's like, no, man, you're giving yourself a self-directed purpose and meaning in life, you know, and it's, I, I think it's something if you do that, it, it, it just cure a lot of that other stuff, your weird angst and existential problems is kind of start to fall by the wayside. Well, one of the, one of the things that I found beneficial with goal setting and it can feel limiting at first, but I think through setting your own structure, you create your own freedom. Like for instance, um, Wes, you had mentioned something today that instantly made me think of something I experienced this past week. I, I heard you say something on the, um, on the crowdcast with Matt on Romus, um, your most recent one, where you mentioned taking micro steps toward action, toward uh, goals. And the first thing I thought of was like feeling overwhelmed for this one thing that I had to do for school last week. 
And then mm. finally I sat down like last Wednesday and said like, all right, I'm setting a timer for two hours and whatever gets done at that time, that's what I'm going to get done. Well, I got the whole fucking thing done in an hour and 40 minutes. And then it's like, all right, well, I got 20 minutes left to do absolutely anything that I want without feeling any guilt. Like I could sit here and watch YouTube compilations of fat girls arm wrestling and not feel any fucking reservations about doing so because I got done exactly what I needed to fucking get done today. Yep. A hundred percent, man. And, and to, to piggyback off of Matt, what Matt was saying, um, when you take ownership of all this stuff, it, it, it's all it is. It's it's taking ownership of, of the different areas of life. And it's that whole quote of, you know, what do they say? Like nobody ever washed a rental car, you know? So it's, you don't treat things that you rent with the same discipline and care and attentiveness uh, and intention that you do with the things that you own. And that same analogy from the rental car applies to life. So start owning your family relationship, start owning your relationship with money, start owning your relationship with your wife, start owning your relationship with whatever else, your calendar, right? Just take fucking ownership of it. And then from there, you take micro steps, little micro commitments. And I think that's a, that's a big thing that happens with goal setting is you set the vision. It's like, yeah, that vision is going to take a long time to get right. But, but the, the, I think false belief is that you have to get it in a certain period of time. Did I set deadlines all the time and I miss them? Dude, I don't think I've been on time one time for Matt and I's podcast at Twice. Robots. Twice. It, twice. Yes, twice. And I feel <laughs> so terrible for that. And Matt's like a, a phenomenal partner because he doesn't want to crucify me each time I do it. Um, and it took a, it took me six months to even get up uh, Romas with Matt. And thank God he helped me with it because it would have taken another year. So, um, but I think the prerequisite is ambition and then ownership of, over all of those things. And then knowing that the path is going to be extremely messy, extremely messy. Yeah, man. Yeah. The path itself and the mess upon it is almost like a detriment that you can't foresee. You can't like when you identify mm -hmm. something that you want or a goal that you want, um, first of all, like seeing the goal for the first time is almost like looking at, it's like too bright. You can't, you can't look directly at it. And you're terrified of it. And then you accept that like, all right, well, I could I could feel like a fucking loser for the rest of my life or I could just start taking actions. And then when you start doing it, it you immediately you come up with a list of reasons why, number one, either you shouldn't or it's going to be hard or you can't. And then once you get past all that, there are new problems that you couldn't have imagined when you started. And, and some of them are good problems and some of them are time wasters. Um, but... I think getting to them as quickly as possible so that you can maximize the time that you can spend to figure them out is uh, <coughs> it's one of the valuable skills I've learned uh, this year. Um, and the only thing that stopped me was, you know, just that, that blind hesitation. Yeah, dude, the, the thing that, mm. uh, so I've been reading Victor Frankel, uh, the guy who did man search, man search I'm, I'm for meaning to that now. Yeah. He was the guy who was in a concentration camp and he like, he was a psychiatrist and he got rounded up, thrown in a camp um, and then he was like trying to write a manuscript while he was in a concentration camp and they took his manuscript and like threw it away. So he ended up getting out and actually writing his manuscript and publishing man's search for meaning. And then he also started a whole, like a, a different approach to therapy, which is called logotherapy, which focuses on meaning as like a problem. So there's like classic psychoanalysis is like the sex drive. And then there, I think Adler had like, um, not the sex drive, but more of like your social position drive, like inferiority complex and all that stuff. And Frankel was like, no, there's also, and, and Jung did this too, but Frankel was like, there is this drive for inherent meaning and purpose. Like, you know, you can get a guy who grows up in poverty and goes, 
I just want to be rich. And then they get rich and they go like, mm, there's still something missing. And, you know, it's supposed to be like that intangible. Like, the, the, is there a satisfying why behind what you're doing? You know, that's like your meaning. Yeah. Um, you know, and, said, and it differs for everybody. There's no one strike thing, you know, that's right or wrong. But the thing that I've been thinking about a lot is like, what are, and I, I think this has to do with why some people are maybe more resilient than others is like, what is your relationship to stuff that doesn't exist? Like, can you dream stuff up and then like, you know, can you see a thing in your head that doesn't exist and have that sustain you through the, like you were talking about the messy period when you're like, but everything sucks and nothing's working out. But like, you know, and I, I think that's a huge factor for people who can like hold an actual vision in their head and have it feel so real that it'll sustain them through that period of like getting to something even like resembling that. Matt, Matt, two things I wanted to mention real quick. Um, I apologize. I'm actually uh, listening to Wigger Frankel's book. <laughs> and uh, that Wigger Frankel's book is my man's search for meaning. <laughs> um, but, but, but dude, chapter one, my one boy. <laughs> uh, here's with a heavy heart that I announced that I've been sent to Auschwitz. <laughs> but, dude, Fuck uh, dude, I never knew it? how much I enjoyed not being in a concentration camp, but <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Uh... Um, oh, dude, uh, one, one of uh, one of my biggest goals for the year was to provide value in in in, in my actions. And I feel like one, mm -hmm. I've been able to do that through so many things that I'm doing. But in doing so, like I'm able to find value. Um doing that has basically surrounded me with activities, with people and things that provide value for me in exchange for that. And it was something like, I wasn't looking for that shit. And it's just like a byproduct of what inevitably ended up happening. And it was, a, it was a fucking cool thing. And it goes to what Tim was saying. Like you, you get problems associated with the shit that you set, but also there's going to be unexpected um, bonuses to, to the shit that you set out after as well. Not me. I expected every bonus that came my way. Everything that came my way, I was like, it's about time. <laughs> what the fuck took so long? Yeah, how, how were your guys' years? Can you guys recap, like, a difference between – because we all kind of did it, you know, I, I guess the three of us. Wes has been on this page for a while. Um, but it, the three of us kind of organized stuff in a way this year. Like, you know, and I, I know I did it. I just started doing like, – pretty much the biggest thing I had was, like, just doing stuff that I had kicking around in the back of my head. And I was like, eh, I don't want to do that. That might be weird. I just did pretty much almost everything that I had wanted to do and then got to judge like the experience of that rather than just like my mm. own preconception of like, no, that'll suck. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I, this was the first year. Okay. So I, I, there's a couple of levels to the way I, I, I thought about this. Um, number one, this was the first year that I feel like I wasn't just going into, you know, like 26th grade, like, I, I feel like uh, I was kind of on a track where all I could think about was like, okay, if I do a good enough job at whatever company I work for this year, at the end of the year, I get my report card. And if it's a good enough report card, they'll give me a raise. And if I just get a couple of good report cards in a row, my family's going to be set. And then I found that just like every year through just, just trying to like play it as straight as possible, it, it was the dumbest thing I could have done. Like, uh, obviously like wages uh, have been stagnant and, and falling compared to productivity, like nationwide, that's not a Tim problem. Um, and it was just like, I was, I was on like, uh, the, the most like secure track to uh, just like mediocre failure. And this was the first year, even including the years where it looked like we were going to have like a TV show and shit like that, which I don't even need to talk about anymore. It's gone. 
this was the first year where I actually thought like I, I was actually operating in any kind of capacity toward escaping that. And uh, I can't I can't believe how how much you constantly feel like you could look down and, and just get like vertigo. Like it's that kind of feeling where you're like, oh, man, this could all this could all go away if I stop trying to make it better. Like you, I, I feel like if I ever stagnate in anything creatively, it's that's a failure. So constantly tr striving to this is I, I don't know, maybe maybe you guys have felt this before, but this is the first year I ever felt like I operated outside of like a nine to five. Uh, mindset so with that in mind i was really resentful of how the spring kind of shook out because i i was like dude i had like a printed out goals for the year i was like dude i'm going to do things and it's going to be yeah, i'm going to be able to quantify them and they're meaningful to me i've already established meaning i've shared it with people everything about it felt new you, you know the vulnerability to it the uh the honesty with myself uh, you know being on mushrooms a lot it, it was all very much for me to take in and, and maintain and then when uh when everything shut down i i kind of got stubborn about it at first where i was like well my goals are still my goals dude i'm not gonna be a fucking pussy i'm not gonna hide in my house and that actually slowed me down. I had to adapt. I had to change mm -hmm. some things around. And um, I, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna boast or uh, go over it again. I well, I've talked about it constantly all year, but that things have just, you know, uh, th that adaptability that I learned on the fly while also learning just like the base level of uh, uh, I don't know, um, finding direction for myself. Boy, oh boy, this is this year will stick with me for the rest of my life. It's going to it's going to inform uh, every decision I make from here on out. And uh, I, I just can't be happier with how it went, man. I got out of fucking the hood. Uh, we we grew uh, dad meat into something even more meaningful. Um, a guy a guy mailed us knives that he made for us. Hell yeah. I mean, how could <laughs> and I, I, don't, on, I don't mean to shit on the my, people my, that my... this year is killed, but <laughs> Mike, can you? So we were all on before, uh, and, and and Tim uh, shared that they got a knife. Mike, can you please can you please repeat what you said when Tim said, "Hey, man, we got a we got a new knife in." I forget what did I say? Oh man, you said I know exactly who that's going in. Oh. <laughs> bro, bro, you got everyone knows how much I love looking at fucking metal forging on YouTube. And a that, fucking a bub hit us up, and he was like, "Yo, I'm making you and Mike matching knives." That's fucking sick. I yeah. want to thank him for sending them in. He sent them stuck into a cat, like when you go to Outback Steakhouse <laughs> and you put the knives in the bread. <laughs> I had to say to my wife, like, uh, "Babe, I'm uh, giving a stranger our home address so he can mail us knives." And she was like, "All right." <laughs> How was it when you? Uh, so when did when did you move? That was sudden, right? Yeah, it was well. So I've, I've we've been over this a million times, but like the the I, I lived in uh, Kensington in Philly, uh, heroin capital of the East Coast. Uh, also, possibly the reggaeton, the public reggaeton capital of the East Coast. But it was getting very spicy, and the pandemic only accelerated it. And um, man, some things really came together. And last minute, uh, Mike and uh, Sid the kid helped me pack up my entire life and and move to a uh, quiet neighborhood while we look for a permanent home. What was nice, it? I, I remember, when I, on that. I remember when I had my dogs come into our new house. I remember just watching them run up and down. I didn't have any like a kid or anything at the time, but I remember watching them run up and down the steps. We just had an apartment. 
remember just like seeing them go up and down the steps all excited being so proud of myself like dude i can't believe i got my dog steps this fucking rules so i couldn't oh, imagine yeah, the feelings of pride yeah that's how i feel there. with uh my children being to able to leave the house yeah <laughs> like, do they, they go outside oh my god <laughs> Can you that's awesome it? man i, I was pumped. i was really pumped for you man i heard that and i was like that's fucking awesome thank you uh tim to the point of your kids being happy i just want to mention last night tim's daughter lucy stayed at our house to hang out with my daughter livy and she did the sweetest thing i was up early this morning getting some work done before i had to leave had to leave for actual work and she she knocked on the door and she's like i just want to say good morning and then she went back to hanging out with livy it was the sweetest thing ever oh man oh that's adorable i'm glad to hear that well i also i think that is adorable i also think too like tim like you were saying man you were on you were on the uh you know uh what would you call like the grist mill of kind of like structured careerism of oh, just dude, being like I was on the path of the noble loser. Yeah, or just I mean, you can win. That's the thing. Like you can. It's almost like a lottery system where it's like you know everyone's always disgruntled. Like that guy got the promotion, blah blah blah, and everyone's kind of disgruntled, waiting for their little like bingo card to be pulled. But I do think like you know you went off the reservation and like started like doing your own thing. And I swear to God, it's like it's something that like there's people who just won't do that, you know, or they just don't, you know, have it in their, have it in them to do that. And it's like, dude, there's a definitely a thing. Like, you know, if you don't like your situation, you can kind of go outside your comfort zone. It's like, you know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, was that the thing that allowed you to kind of bust that move? And like, all right, I'm getting the fuck out of here. You mean like already being outside of my comfort zone? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. I realized right before I moved that I was actually geographically stuck as well as emotionally stuck. I was terrified of leaving a place where I was like the smartest and, and mm. least uh, mutated because now, now I'm just like, <laughs> now, now I'm, you know, I don't, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, you know, I got, yeah, I'm getting tripped up thinking about it again, but I, boy, oh boy, I spent more time than I needed to in a terrible place because when it came time to leave, I was like, oh, hold on. Uh. Yeah. It's just speed wobbles, dude. I survived. We're fine. Keep your knees oh, bent. Yeah. Be ready to absorb some shocks. It's not That's a big deal. Up, fuck yeah we're okay mike how about, about you? you man you were you uh i want to i want to compliment you mike because um you know you've you've been a a source of uh stability for me or i should thank you rather i want to thank you for being a source of stability for me as uh everyone melts down and um just before i pass it over to you i, I did want to say i'm not shitting on people who have hard, had a hard time with uh the way things went in 2020 i mm. i'm only uh offering um you know, my, my time and resources to people that don't want to, uh, be dominated by anything other than what's actually, um, affecting them in their life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not letting the hysteria get to me. Thank goodness. My, uh, my family, after all of us surviving COVID, we've been healthy since, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, thankfully I didn't get laid off. So I, I even even people in my position where, you know, no one died in their family and they all kept their jobs. They they cracked up. And Mike, you're a big reason uh, that I didn't. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. And also to just know the feelings mutual, because mm. one of the one of the biggest um, one of the biggest ways to, I think, stay on track with, with any goal is to have somebody that you could bounce successes and failures or just even thoughts off of. So. I mean, with what we're doing with dad meat, you know, it's, it's cool to be able to talk about that with you, Tim, but also just literally anything that pops up. I know that I could text you or call you and I'll get a response and having that kind of fucking safety net is, is really enough to keep me a lot of times from going off the rails and going off into my own bullshit and getting lost in my own thoughts. 
So with that said, 2020 could not have worked out any better. Like after we set our initial goals and it was like, all right, I'm going to get this shit. Um, I remember one specific moment where I was having an issue with one of my kids and I was like, it got to the point where like, it was an issue with somebody outside of our family affecting our family. And I was ready to, honestly, I was ready to kill this motherfucker. So, and I remember saying, saying to my daughter, I was like, look, just so you know, like, this is the effect that, that, that your behavior is having. And I'm very close to killing this motherfucker. And I went, I got my goals that we had set for the year. And I was reading off my goals. I was like, look, do you think I can accomplish this? And as I'm reading off all my goals, I'm like, shit, I probably could accomplish all these goals from prison. So I was like, all right, well, let me put this away. <laughs> but what I'm getting to is that like, I really, to accomplish these goals, I didn't need prison. What I really needed was time. And lo and behold, I've got pretty mm. much the last fucking eight months to just work, just hours upon hours upon hours to just work on the shit that I had set for the year. So I have a very flexible work schedule. I've been very fortunate with that. Health wise, I've been very healthy. So, I mean, I've been, you know, the luckiest out of the lucky through this whole thing. So the way that this year fucking unfolded for me personally could not have worked out any better. Um, so I took advantage of it in a lot of respects, but also too, like hear, hearing you guys, Wes and Matt, hearing you guys um, talk on Romas on the most recent episode, it made me realize like, fuck, like there's always room for tightening this shit up because I still do spend a lot of time complaining that I don't have time. But if I actually took into account, set a timer and say like, the second I started complaining, hit a fucking stopwatch in a given day, I could probably squeeze out like another fucking hour or two. Right. To dedicate towards shit. I actually want to get done instead of being a fucking baby about shit. So there's always room to tighten shit up. And I think that made me go back and go over my goals and think like, all right, fuck, I really need to work on this. And it's just about discipline, making time for this shit. So external circumstances can, can fucking eat my ass because everything <laughs> aside from health, health and job wise shook out correctly. The best possible way, best possible way it could have. Knife wise. So everything. Knife wise, we're getting people mailing knives to us now, which is, you know, all I want out of a person and all I want to put into a person. Um, but dude, it really is the fucking best of situations right now. And I mean, given whatever problems I have, like, it's just a matter of just regaining uh, context for what's going on. And it's just, I really fucking, you know, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world. Well, to your point, Mike, I mean, I think you're spot on play out this scenario where we had to, we had to have restrictions on going out and there. play out that scenario 20 years ago. I mean, the internet, the internet alone, right. Just gave us so much more landscape and blank canvas to draw on, regardless of whether or not we can go out to our local restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, it allowed even more time and space for people like you who wanted to take advantage of it. Um, so man, I, I, I give you credit. I think that's exactly what you should have been doing. And, and by the way, still now, as we, as we, look potentially into taking a double dip to a certain degree back into this thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you guys haven't done that, if anybody listening hasn't done that, um, do it now. Or there's still, there's still time and space that might not be mm, similar in the future because everything will be fully back opened up again. But it's like, you've got this, you've got this uh, court that you can play on. Nobody's on it. So, so go full out. Well, it's also too, man, the, uh, cause I, I struggle with like, you know, cause we, we, we'll talk to dudes and they're just like, you know, Mike's, you know, we'll talk about like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm real sleep deprived and we go through their schedule and it's, it's like, you know, maxed out. Like, you know, I'm working night shift. My wife works during the day, you know, and there's really, there's really like, you're almost like, damn, dude, like I don't have any, I can't even think of anything, you know, but 
another thing I've been reading about in terms of just like one's values are just their attitudinal values. So it's like, how do you, okay, you say you can't change a thing at all. You can always gauge and kind of customize the way you face it. And that makes a humongous difference, man, of like people like you don't understand, like, you know, I got fired. I got this, I got that, I got this, you know, no, no, like 10 minute conversation is going to solve anything. But what people can always do is just face thing. Either they can let it destroy you or you can just buck up through it and face it. And it's like, people would be surprised how much of a changing effect that has on almost everything. Mm-hmm. Cause then once, you know, once circumstance, you know, dissipates uh, you know, it's like you have a whole different mindset, you know, and it's it just like, dude, a lot of that stuff, again, I'm, I'm always going back to all the jobs I've been at. Like, it sucks. I should be promoted. I should be promoted. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, maybe you act like a dick kind of all the time, you know, like that has an effect when you're walking around being like fucking asshole, fuck this guy. I should blah, 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 blah. It's like people pick up on that, man. It sucks. So, oh man, I, that's one thing I never want to be again is the guy at work. That's like management has no idea what they're doing, man. If they let me run this place, (laughs) I've probably been that guy. I never want to be that again. Everyone does, dude. I mean, everyone I've, I've sucked into it of being, I'd be like, like, yeah, I'd be in a house that was being built and I could like barely staple the wires to like a two by four and be like, these guys don't even know what they're doing. Dude. I would just like smash the staple every time. And it's weird, like, your flannels, like your flannels also stapled to the two. by four. <laughs> it's kind of unavoidable, man. It's like, dude, did you see the thing about, uh, Con- or yeah, Kim Kardashian had a hologram of her dad at her like 40th birthday. Yeah. I saw that. That rules. Kanye West gave her a hologram of her late father to be like, you know, like, Hey, Kimberly, like we missed you. You know, like I, you know, I blah, blah, blah. And you know, which I thought, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty sick gift or whatever. It was a strain. It was definitely strange, but like I was looking at the, you know, supposed fallout of that event. And there was people who would go like, I'm a librarian and I only make eight, four, eight dollars and 48 cents an hour. And you get to look at a hologram. That's what's wrong with this country. Must it's be like, nice. Well, it's just just the narcissism of being like I'm I'm a librarian and I'm somehow related to this lady's 40th birthday party. It's like that has right. nothing. It just doesn't have anything to do with you. I understand like the connection you're trying to make here, but it's like like that kind of like you know I my hate my circumstances. You know I'm gonna sit here and wallow in it and wait till I hear somebody doing a thing that sounds kind of cool and being like you shouldn't do that. It's like. I don't know, man. I've, I've, I really, really dislike that kind of mindset. Yeah, I think that, that's like a pretty uh, prevalent mindset on the Internet. I think people are just very, very eager to start an Internet post with uh, as a. So you'd be like, uh, as yeah. a librarian who only makes eight dollars per And that's all they want to do. And really, they just want someone to, to know something about them. That's all it is, dude. Yeah, I think I guess you're right. I, I could see that. It's just like I just think it's just a, a bad mindset. It's like, dude, you again, like you do essentially almost have, I wouldn't say a totally blank canvas in front of you, but it's a lot blanker than people think. And a lot of the stuff on it is mm-hmm. just typically a lot of your own stuff. And then again, people are like, well, you know, people have different circumstances. Of course, of course, of course, you know, but again, that is your circumstance. You're, you're not going to be able to transcend that other than giving it a full honest look and just going full bore on your own personal circumstances rather than being like, Kim Kardashian had a hologram at her birthday. I got a couple thoughts about that. It's like, don't think about that. That <laughs> yeah. has nothing to do with it's you. Not real. That's nothing. It was a it was a hologram. They didn't bring your dad back. Dude, <laughs> it's a hologram. Dude, Kanye, Kanye should be Kanye should be a real dickhead and send like a thousand holograms to that to that librarian's <laughs> library and just talk at max volume. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> well, I don't want to be like a dick about it. like you know, and I understand like people are hurting. It sucks when you know when you're jammed up like that does suck, but it's like. Dude, I'm like, they're, they're especially like when I went to social work school, there was a, 
all this stuff, you know, there's this big thing and I, I think it is a good thing, but they're like, you got to meet people where they're at. You got to meet people where they're at. And it's like, you know, okay. Yeah, totally. Like you can't see somebody who, you know, maybe they just got out of jail. have never had a job in their life and be like, all right, dude, here's a suit and a tie. You know, you, you do have to meet people where they're at, but it's also like at the same time, again, with that thing of like, you can meet somebody where they're at while also trying to assess and tap into like their unrealized potential. And it's like, you know, you can't, whenever people just commiserate and they're like, yeah, anyone who has anything more than us sucks. It's like, you're totally cutting off your own foot. Like you, you could have more stuff or could have a better setup, but it's, you know, just it's risky and it takes a lot of personal risk. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's just easier to kind of sit in your little rabbit hole and be like, nah, everyone sucks. But me, it's like, I guess I agree Dude, with that- having to uh, meet people where they're at because uh, I mean, sometimes I think like, what, what, what would it be like if someone started like a podcast where like, uh, I don't know what if it was like really funny and like the the type of humor was often like you know kind of rude and like you know very uh very like you're not stuff you're not supposed to say but then also like hidden in that humor was like a message of like getting out and, and getting things done for yourself i just think that would be like a really cool podcast if someone did that, and that would be like meeting people where they are. i don't know that's just, that's an idea i've been kicking around it is true it is true but they do it in like in the help, they call it the helping, or I think that's like nursing and stuff, but in like counseling, there's this big thing where you're always supposed to like never show any part of yourself or like, you know, you're not supposed to be like judgmental, but it's also like, almost like you should never push people. You should always be like, yeah, that's gotta be hard. Mm, Tell me about that. Where, you know, sometimes people need a little like, dude, like I, I worked with kids in a high school and the guy was doing like a, not identity theft, but like trying to do like cyber crime. And I was, it was like him and his buddies are like high school, you know, like juniors or whatever. And I'm looking at him like, dude, don't do that. Like, just don't do that. Like you can't pull that off. There's companies spending millions of dollars to combat you and you barely know how to work Venmo. It's like, stop, dude. What kind of crimes were they trying to do? Just do like that stuff where you you like somehow set up, you like you buy credit card numbers online and then try to like set up fake Venmos. And, you know, he's like, yo, we got like three bucks. I'm like, dude, just don't. Don't that three bucks is coming with a bad price tag, dude. Uh, now, Matt, you know, was this before or after you became boys with John McAfee? <laughs> this is be, this is after. Actually, it's before. This is before. This is before. <laughs> it's before. But yeah, exactly. It's like you know, McAfee maybe could pull it off. But you just talk to people, and it's, they, they would have you believe that you're supposed to be like, mm, "Yeah, well, tell me more about that." It's like, dude, stop! Don't do that. Like, you're. To- I think you know you should be able to do stuff like that. Is it McAfee it, in Ma- prison right now? I'm sorry. I- I think he, he did. Some, no, he some, did. Something funny's going on. Like I saw him popping off about something as recently as last week. Well, he he wore panties on his face instead of a mask, and then he got arrested for that. Uh, which sick move. I honestly, I, you know, not not stealing credit, but I did talk about doing that before he got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I, I got to give you guys credit because number one, Matt, I totally agree with what you're saying. I cannot stand the the neutral blank stare looking back at the face of somebody who's asking for your advice and you just give some sort of clinical answer but you don't tell them what you would do in their position at the same time making sure that you say hey like there's under there's nuances to your situation that i'm never going to understand because i don't live in your shoes but by my best guess is this and i find that if you go into it and your true intention is to help that person then even if it's tough love it's not taken as criticism it's like, hey, I'm fighting for you and for your better self. So therefore, I'm going to tell you with a certain force of emotion that what you should do, or at least what I think you should do if I were in your shoes. Um, so, uh, so man, I think you know, guys like you like for the Dad Meat Podcast, I, I really guys I have to give you a huge compliment because what you guys have done incredibly well at is 
almost the way that I envision kind of like our, our warrior ancestors. Like you go out and you fight a battle with everything you have during the day. And then you come back at night and you want to meet with your tribe and talk about successes, talk about losses, whatever it was, and then just kick back and have a good time because you need that, that time that just to have fun and just to be a dude is kind of like a kid again, because you need that rejuvenation for the next day because the next day is going to be fucking hard again. So I, I gotta, I gotta give you guys credit. You've done a phenomenal job of making that cocktail uh, really pleasurable uh, to listen to. Oh, that's so generous of you. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Oh, the earnestness, dude. Is, you know, is I, I like to think of myself as like Mel Gibson and Braveheart and also too, I'm a lot like Mel Gibson. If um, in regards to the voicemails, I leave my wife. <laughs> so that means a lot to me, Wes. Thank you. Hey, brother. <laughs> my, uh, Wes. Oh, but before I forget, uh, my wife asked me to thank you. Uh, after, after we had our like sit down and, uh, goal setting meeting, I came home and, uh, my wife has been a, a full-time mom for the past 12 years. She's, she stayed home. She's had part-time jobs here and there, but, uh, she, she doesn't have any kind of like inferiority complex about it, but she, she does like, she was very receptive to, to the idea of like finding some direction for yourself. Even in the context of her being yeah, a full-time man. mom. So I came home and I sat down and I had the same goal setting meeting with her. And I think Hell, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, well, so I took a, uh, a cue from you and I, I, I can't tell you how much it meant to me just to have you take me seriously. So, you know, where, where I my perception of you and for you to, you know, my perception of myself for you to bridge that gap, uh, you know, and let me and help me just like catch up in the in the slightest. You know what I mean? Like it was a helping hand reached behind you, and I th- I thought that was really great. So oh, I cool man. I was so eager to. Uh, I mean, the first thought I had was like, I have to share this with my wife, and uh, I this is awesome. this is tremendously gay. I'm very I'm very sorry, anybody. But um, I came home. We we set some goals. She she had been uh, doing jujitsu for a couple of months at the time, or she was probably coming up on a year, and she her biggest goal was that she wanted to get her blue belt in jujitsu this year. Um, yeah, and we're at a place where that's kind of difficult to do. It's it's way more than just showing up, um, and then everything shut down, and I, I mean gyms shut down. We're like we were we were locked out of training for at least three months, and the all he, she could think about was that this was something that she wanted for herself outside of just providing for a family, and she uh, she was she forced me to train with her at home. Like it was constant. She had this drive that I've never seen in her before. And uh, by the time, you know, gyms like half opened back up uh, in the summer, like in like in August, we got back and it was like people were like, holy shit, like people could not believe the way that she had progressed while not being allowed inside of a jujitsu gym. Um, and then uh, last week she got her blue belt. Oh, that dude, awesome. that's awesome, man. So she, dude, well, she set what felt like a lofty goal and then it became an impossible goal and then she still did it. And the entire time she was driven by uh, this process that you kind of kicked off for us. And she wanted me to thank you specifically for her. Also, shout out, MJ. Well, well hey, man, I, I, I super appreciate that. And and honestly, please return the uh, the gratitude to her because honestly, that's the cool thing. It's like n- there's no hierarchy here, right? It's 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 a, t- it's a circle. It's not it's not a triangle, man. And please thank her for me because it doesn't matter who gets the wins, right? That always reminds us. So it's like, oh, shoot. Yeah, like I've got a blue belt in my head. And it's like, yeah, I'm a little down. We all have that. So please, I, I mean that sincerely. It's a, that's, a, that's a huge compliment. Um, and, I, and I throw the compliment right back at her. And, and honestly, the best way to return the compliment 
is keep on doing that stuff mm. because the world needs more of that, man. And and I got to give you credit because you gave her what I call a show stopping question. Like there's very simple questions in life where it just, it's a show stopping question. It, it's so simple. It's like, if you've ever been, go up to your wife and say, Hey, what are your goals? You know, what are your dreams? You know, um, what do you want to accomplish? What are you passionate about? And you, you can say that to anybody. And then they kind of look at you like you're weird. You know, it's like, what do you mean? Like, who are you to ask me that question? And it's like, yeah, let's get past that. Like, it's past the weird little emotional bump they just felt. It's like, you know, what are you passionate about? And then all of a sudden, dude, I've asked that question to people and they tear up because they haven't been asked that fucking question in 20 years. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, well, hey, how about you write that down? Cool. You want to do that? Oh, oh, awesome. Write it down. And then sure enough, like two days later, every single time I receive a text message or an email and it's like, dude, I, I did it. You know, I took a little step. It's like, you know, Matt, I mean, I, I you know. Matt sent a text uh, today to our, our weight loss group that we have. And, you know, he said, uh, he said that he went down another, another belt buckle loop, you know, no, no, it was my and belt that's like itself. I only had two belts. Oh shit. I had two <laughs> belts. I had two belts and only one of them was like fat enough for me. Mm-hmm. So then I <laughs> through doing the, the weight loss thing with you. I remember I, I couldn't find my other belt and I was like, damn it. My other belt, like I can't even like breathe when I'm wearing it. I took it out of the closet, put it on comfortable fit i was like wow dude. Matt, you have a great neck v going on right now coming out of the top of your sweater <laughs> yeah. Phenomenal, dude look at that hey that's a jacked throat matt you got a killer trap slope right now thanks bro appreciate it man. Oh, what, two things uh wes i wanted to ask you like when you when you've asked people what they're passionate about and they react back strongly by one telling you opening up and just letting it fly out and also having tears in their eyes has anybody ever said dog porn <laughs> yeah five to ten percent of the, of the sample size but yeah you know it's fair and that's the thing man you can't judge you cannot judge i couldn't have done 9 11 part two without you Tim, i want to ask you like like um on a serious note you said that your wife um did not have an inferiority complex but uh do you think it would be fair to say that seeing you set the bar so high that she may have had an mm-hmm. inferiority complex no, I don't. I don't actually think that would be fair to say. So, I, I would appreciate if you didn't say that. She had a <laughs> All right, um, please do not let my wife hear you say that she has a Tim Furiarty complex. All right. I'll let I'll let sleeping dog porn lie. Jesus, <laughs> well, dude, you know what? The thing that's funny is like, uh, so you know, again, I, I always my I have a critical. I, I think critically a lot of times, and I always like I'm always like weary for somebody in the shadows being like you're fucking gay. Uh, like that's that mm. is in my head, but it's like so I always construct counter arguments. And when people go, oh, I you know, that's so stupid. Like you know, I want to say go, I get it, but like, dude, it's like you don't really, uh, you know, I, I think of what's the alternative to not having like a self, like a, a meaningful, self directed, purposed life is you know is like. The alternative to that is just, you know, what I had pretty much my whole life before that, for the most part, like here and there, I'd get little glimpses of it, uh, of not living like that. But it was just that like existential floating, just like, what am I doing with my time? Or like, you know, I do like a little bit of work, but then like, kind of like, like Rainy, you were saying, like, you got a thing done you wanted to do. So the next 20 minutes, you could just fuck off. My problem was like, I wanted to do all this stuff, but I wasn't disciplined or structured at all. So I'd be like haunted by all of these projects. And I would like kind of tinker with them, never show anybody and then kind of like go chill and kind of like waste time and procrastinate. And then I just always felt horrible. Like I wasn't getting anything done. Even when I went to relax, I, when I was relaxing, I think about the work that I should be doing. And when I'm doing the, like the kind of the work, I'd be like, oh, I should just chill. So I was always in this kind of like, you know, nether realm of like kind of half doing stuff. And then once you like once I put structure on that, it's like like Wes was saying before, like, you know, 
athletes have four quarters. So I give myself that time, like five o'clock comes, I'm done. I don't care what happened. I'm done. I shut down. I go hang out with my family. Um, you know, and every now and again, there'll be like a little circumstance. We'll go like an hour later, but for the most part, it's like, I have my on time and I have my off time, dude. It's like, and maybe it's just for like working for yourself. You need it because you know, when you're at a job, it's very clear when you're done. But for me, like, I don't know what, you know, I don't really know when I'm done. When I added the structure to that, it took away from that just kind of like floating. What's the point of life feeling. And then I, I feel like, you know, when you see like pictures of the saints with like the yellow thing around their head, I just like walk around all day. Like I have purpose. I, you know, I'm ignited, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it just feels nice, man. So, oh yeah, it, it really does. Um, and uh, Matt, that visuals is nice as well, but, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think like you're saying, walking around with purpose, it, it's a game changer, man. I, I think, and, and I say this as, as somebody who the neighborhood I grew up in, um, for me, and you guys grew up in very similar neighborhoods that I can tell you that the study of life is what saved my life. Like there's, there's no doubt about it that learning at an early age, Oh, if I want this, all I have to do is read about it, read a book about it, or go and talk to somebody who's done it. And you become increasingly and instantaneously understanding that you very much can change direction of things very easily. And the feedback loop to reward is actually very quick. Now it might not be the North star vision reward, right? But like guarantee you, it's like, if you've been trying to lose weight, you know, for the last five years, whatever it is, you step into a gym, you do one bicep curl, one, one, your arm looks different immediately, right? So it's not that you have to lose hundred pounds by tomorrow. It's like, go and do one bicep curl. Look at yourself in the mirror. Like, Oh shit, I can actually do this. And it actually does create a change. So it's actually pretty simple stuff, man. I'm going to create a measurement device that lets you know how close to your own dick you can get your mouth. And then <laughs> what it'd be cool to iterate it so that like I get a little bit closer next week. You know what I mean? And you're just, you're just cutting down the distance between your self suck attempt and your own wiener. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like that would be helpful for people. I, I'd be well, doing people a service. Dude, this I think that's good. what bridges. Yeah. That's what bridges are for. Do you ever do like the bridge where you're kind of like, oh, yeah, hips to the sky? <laughs> that's that muscle. <laughs> so one uh, simple trick that might help get you there is I'll put one end of a Twizzler in my mouth and the other end in my dick hole. <laughs> that's good, man. And then what? Mike, what's next after that? Uh, you keep eating until uh, you're full. Well, you can measure, you can count the little lines in the Twizzler and that tells you the progress you're making. I don't know. Those are vertical <laughs> lines. <laughs> yeah, the, the the distance between your dick and your own mouth is called twizzes. They're not inches or centimeters. They're called twizzes. <laughs> but yeah, man. But dude, I'm telling you, I sound like a broken record, but it's like, I, it's just just giving your just again snatching your awareness is a big thing too. Like having your conscious commanding your own conscious awareness because we really almost give it away it's like i don't want it i don't want to pay full attention to what's going on it's too much you know it's too much to think about but it's like you start snatching that back in little five minute increments and then like handle one situation mm -hmm. totally conscious of it like dude i'll, I'll handle like an argument heated discussion or you know argument with my wife i was basically vacant from my mind i would just sit there and just be like and start fighting and like i've been able to like hear a thing while i'm angry be like man i'm kind of pissed Oh, this is annoying. And then, you know, get out my part of it. And it's like, dude, you start reclaiming those like areas of your life that for me were just mostly like unconscious spas mode. It's like, dude, it, it makes it's like the littlest freest things that make like these humongous changes in your life. And dude, it's it's been pretty tight. Yeah, I think the, Matt, the way Matt put it last time uh, for our podcast was 
his, one of his goals is just to touch the habit, you know, just go and do, do whatever the smallest unit is. And all of a sudden that could be, that could be the catalyst that all of a sudden, like, you know, Mike, you were saying, it's like, I couldn't get this done. I was going to try to do it. And then I set a time block and, you know, boom, I got all of this done, but it's like, just touch it. Sometimes you can only touch it for a minute, but other times, you know, you might, you might get a full hour in. And I know there's, there's a connotation there. I'm seeing that. Yeah. But, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I was, that's hard. It's hard to not smile. It's just only touch it for a minute. This dude, and this is, I got this from Wes, to be honest. This is my daily habit. Actually, Wes made a, like an actual functioning, like program daily habit scorecard. But it's like, for my purposes, I just write, it's M, meditation, journaling, writing, reading, an exercise, uh, veggies, an act of love and getting proper sleep. And like when he was saying, touch the habits of like, damn, I'm on the time crunch. I, I, I have to write today. Cause that's one of my habits, dude, I'll write like a paragraph. And I'm like, did it. I, I, I interacted with this thing that I want to do. I'm off to something else. That way there's not all that guilt or like, Oh, I missed this thing. So, you know, it's like, you're not like a robot. You can kind of contract and expand the thing however you want. But it, there is something to be said, like, dude, I've gotten so much more writing done since I started kind of structuring my days like this. hundred percent. It's very tight. Um, we're coming up to about the time that we should uh, hop over to the Patreon. Do you guys have about another hour to chill with us? Yeah. Is yep. That, is that cool? I got guys? it, bud. All right. Yep, so. that works. Um, before yeah, and probably, a- if it's cool with you guys, I... I do. I'll probably have to run it after that hour if that's cool with you guys. That's absolutely fine. Thank you so much for um, being with us so far. Um, of course, man. Uh, this is a quick reminder. You can you can join us for an additional hour of this podcast uh, this week and every week at patreon.com slash dabmeat podcast. Fuck. I think it's that's what it is. God damn it. Every week I forget <laughs> what it is right now. <laughs> as little as a dollar a month. You get, you get twice the podcast and uh, more content on top of that. Uh, real quick. Oh, I want to shout out our boy. Um, uh, go to his Instagram, Instagram.com slash. Uh, I, I want to say it's Aman Forge. It's A-H-M-A-N-N underscore Forge. Your boy fucking mailed knives to our house, my house, handmade Damascus steel, handmade uh, handles, which are my favorite part. Fuck. Uh, the dude, it's a fucking, he's a fucking plumber who just wants to make knives. So he just started doing it. He put it on Instagram plate. He hit us up. Uh, I'm probably going to interview him on my Twitch channel this week. Um, oh, yeah. Just because I wanted to tell, I wanted to tell me about these blades and what kind of secret powers he imbued in them. What kind of, I want to know what kind of slurs he shouted into the molten, <laughs> the molten Damascus to give these extra power. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to talk to the boy this week and uh, I just wanted to thank him again. Um, Matt and Wes, thank you, thank you for being on the uh, the normal episode, uh, and thank you for everything. Uh, uh, Matt, I know I, I've said it a million times. I'll say it a million more. Uh, you you got us off the ground, and uh, I love you for it. You're the fucking man. Love you guys. I'm happy you did it. And honestly, you guys gave me the gift of like, you know, showing you can be somewhat earnest and not always emotionally guarded and like oh, you're fucking gay. Oh. So, dude, that was like that set off a bunch of shit in me and helped me do a bunch of stuff that I wanted to do. So, you know, it was just a we're basically 69 and right now. Oh, dude, if that if, if that was all we ever did, it would all be worth it, man. And uh, it, man. dude, Wes, I I'm thankful for every second of your time I've ever had. Hey, right right back at you guys. I I mean that um sincerely. Like the, uh, this this big team that we're all creating together is just starting. Let's yeah, it'll be man. really cool to see where we are 5 years from now, for sure. Oh, dude, for oh, sure. Oh, man. And we're just getting 
we're just getting into it. The Patreon's going to be lit. I've been, I've just been saving myself, dude. Guys, let's make a pact right now. In five years, let's take one of those pictures on the beach where we're all wearing khakis and white shirts, sucking our own dicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that, so I'm gonna. No, sorry, like, go back. No, please finish, Wes. I can't wait to hear this. Um, I, I, I want to put it out there in the world for like, just as, as proof that this is going to work. That next year we will be having a vacation in Newport Beach together in big ass awesome house um as a group bring the kids bring all that stuff so uh there will be pictures of uh of that that win next year so it's just a matter of figuring out the timing for everybody hell yeah, hell yeah. hold us to it you fucking pussies we love you <laughs> all right we'll see Andy. you guys over on the patreon wait before uh, we go to i just want i just want to mention to everybody that tim and i have been shoveling blue shoes into our face for the past eight months and we are rock hard as we speak so if you're interested in trying Blue Chew, you can get a free sample. Go to BlueChew.com, promo code FATBIRD. They'll send you some free Blue Chews. You just got to pay the five bucks for shipping. I've tried it for a while now. I love it. I can't wait to fuck. Yeah, Guinness uh, already let me know that they're not going to count my self-suck attempts because that it's too much of a, an enhancement. So take that for what you will. Promo code FATBIRD. Love you guys. See you on the Patreon. <laughs> and it's taking P&EDs. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>